Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, is that Mrs. Doubtfire? Yeah, did I do it okay? That was great. I'm not Mrs. Doubtfire. I am Lala Kent. Welcome back to the Give Them Lala podcast. What a weird episode last week. My heart is still racing from it. Still, to this day, when I think back on it. Because to me, as a viewer, we've gotten into another level of scary with Sandoval. And Raquel. And Raquel. And I want to deep dive into it because there's a lot of things that obviously people say like, ooh, that didn't age well. Things that Sheena has said, things that a lot of us have said. And I keep reiterating to Sheena because she's struggling with like, how did I not see it? It's like, it takes me back to when I was sitting at Lisa Vanderpump's for the tasting season nine. And I was going in on Brock and I said to Sandoval, how dare you compare this man to my fiance, who is a quote unquote stand up man. And I still to this day have to plug my ears when they do a flashback and go la 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 because I'm so mortified. So I give Sheena advice like you should not be mortified. You're supposed to trust your friends. You're supposed to defend them in that way. But I do understand because I can't watch one scene with my ex. I can't watch a scene with me talking about him. It's all just ugh. Yeah. 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 Um, I want to talk about this very quickly because last week's podcast, I talked about my dream of me drinking mm-hmm. and losing my mind. And I got a DM from this woman and she said it was about – if you are sober and you're you have money, it's looked at as like incredible. But if you're sober and you she didn't use the word broke, but she, basically if you don't have the means that someone who's sober and does have means, it's looked at as trashy. Like there's a difference between rich people who are sober and people who aren't so rich being sober like it crosses into trashy. really yeah and I was like that is so interesting because I go to meetings with people from all walks of life every different background and I feel like that's the one thing if maybe if you don't connect with someone like that's the one thing that we're all there for is like we have addiction problems Mm -hmm. so it was interesting that she pointed that out because i i don't look at it that way at all you know i look at someone who 
is an addict and getting sober and I'm not looking at like, what is your bank statement look like? Because I need to peg what kind of sober person you are. Yeah. (laughs) I've never heard it that way, you know, but I have heard it the other way where if you are rich and successful and you're an addict. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, you know, he's he or she is an artist and this is how Mm. like this is what they do. Yeah. And if you're not and you're you know don't have as much money and you're an addict it's like ugh, disgusting like look at that that's trash like trash I've heard that so I can see uh, it makes sense that it would go the other way that's um interesting you're actually right but can I tell you I obviously have been around people who their bank accounts are insanity and I've been around them when they're drinking or using and I'm like you're such a fucking loser mm-hmm. like drinking you're you're talking about being around rich people when they're doing drugs not necessarily like i'm it's talking gross. about people who have addiction problems addiction. Who are wealthy. Okay. no Got not it. someone who's like a recreational like partier where they're mm-hmm. at coachella living their best life i'm talking about people who are wealthy and i've been around them multiple times and it's like this is a real problem like the moves that you're making you would not be making if you were a sober person mm-hmm. you're just not acting like a good human being mm-hmm. so there's yeah. that i thought that was interesting Let's- that's very interesting but proud of anyone who uh, obviously you feel this way but like who broke or not broke who's trying to get sober that's incredible i see no difference yeah So I hope that you guys don't see a difference either because, like I said, that's like the one thing when I walk into a room, it's like we are bonded on such a like profound level. Mm -hmm. No matter where we come from, what we do for a living, we're here for one reason and one reason only. You know, your addiction doesn't care if you're a millionaire or not. No. (laughs) It's coming for you. Yeah. Dude, so the episode starts off with Katie making a hair of the dog from my birthday. Literally, when I said to her, I've never seen you do this ever in your life, I have never seen her make a hair of the dog. Can you give us an idea of what time it was? Because to me, it's like, if that's 6 o'clock, 5 o'clock, 4 o'clock, you're good. But if it's like 10 a.m.? I want to say it was around noon. Okay. So it was like 11, 30, 12 o'clock. Okay. It was late enough in the day to order (laughs) Chick-fil-A. And I don't know that they're open for breakfast. But I died when she was like <laughs> going over what she had said to Sandoval the night before. You seem like you enjoy your two at 1 a.m. at the Abbey. It's the two of you. Like her face. If you have not seen the episode, which I'm sure you all have by now, Katie's faces yeah. in this episode, perfect. Five star. She's in mob boss vibes or something. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Like her Hilarious. sitting in the sandwich shop with Lisa Vanderpump and she looks unamused, yeah. like whatever. Mm-hmm. Then Raquel at the beach, she's like, well, Katie, I want to ask you about something. What? <laughs> and then the... Like, so over it. Yes, she's over it. And then the like, fuck off. Just like quick, well, fuck, fuck off, off Sandoval. Sandoval <laughs> got a couple fuck offs at the beach. Get more. He said something to me at the beach. Did you say fuck I, off? And I said, oh, fuck off, Sandoval. Like, that's all we want you to do, Sandoval. It's just And we've wanted you to do it for so long, babe. Just, like, please fuck off. (laughs) Do you know what another favorite line of mine was from you? It was, let's go, the Don. (laughs) Let's go, the Don. (laughs) At the beach. Let's go, the Don. I was over it. (laughs) The whole reason I didn't bring him to my birthday was because I'm like, I know how these things work. The birthday could be a platform for some drama. 
And it was actually a really great and positive night. I should have brought him to the entire birthday. The mm-hmm. beach day, I was like, this is going to be so chill. <laughs> so, we're going to the beach. Like, what's... I named my daughter Ocean because it's just like peaceful and grand and you sit there and go like wow we really are insignificant when you look at this body of water (laughs) yes yes no leave it up to that group your group that group to cause the drama at a chill beach day what the fuck is that i mean it was fun to watch it was fun to watch and thank god it was a weekday because could you imagine if there were like families around I mean, yeah, but it would have been wild. So I want to go back to yeasty boys, the Toms. You said they remind you of Tweedledee and Tweedledum. I mean, every time they're talking because they're they're saying the wrong things, each of them. But then they're agreeing with each other. So I'm like, someone needs to be in that conversation to be like, what you're both fucking saying is not, it's not making any sense. He'll be like, I forgot what he said because I tuned out. But I'm just like, my brain is melting most times that I watch Sandoval and Schwartz have a conversation this season. I'm just like, it's like I feel dumber. Yeah, no, I get what you mean. And that's why I have to, I started watching them since Scandival I've gone back and like tried to stomach them. And there's actually a few like little moments in their conversations where I'm like, Oh, this is interesting because you're right. They're each saying a completely different thing. Neither of them making sense. They are so not on the same page at all. Mm -mm. So I'm confused why the friendship works so well because Sandoval will be explaining something and Schwartz will agree and then build on it. And it's the complete opposite of what does that? Am I making sense? No, that's exactly how I feel. It's a complete opposite. Or Schwartz will say something like when Sandoval was talking about fertilizing the eggs and then Schwartz is like, are you going to do it? And then Sandoval's response was very like, eh, and that's a whole other thing. We get it. This, thank God they did not. Thank do God. That. But like, we get it. Sandoval is n- right now, currently in this episode, he's fucking Raquel and he's setting the, we're not dumb. He's setting the audience up for make it, put it, shining a negative light on his relationship with Ariana. So his plan would have been the season ended and then none of us are surprised that they break up. And then a couple months later, there's a relationship with him and Raquel. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, well, but Schwartz said, are you going to do it? And Sandoval's response was very, like lackluster and that to me isn't like as a friend I would go oh oh hold on a sec this isn't very it's not enthusiastic you shouldn't do it but then but he was like I mean I guess and Schwartz was like I mean why not right and then why not and I'm just like no this is wrong (laughs) like what are you doing this is why I say they're all bobbleheads yes (laughs) and thank god now since all of this has happened everyone's kind of taken on a mind of their own yeah But before, I'm telling you what, it was that group versus me and Katie and James. Yeah. And people don't see it very often, but like Katie and I have gone toes. You know, Jess. Yes. Just because it hasn't happened on camera yet, we have our moments of like, I don't fucking agree with you. And I'm I'm taking a breather. Like it she talked about it on her podcast like a few months ago. So We've never been up each other's assholes. Right. This other group is, it was crazy for a minute. It was very interesting to watch. And it did feel like you were in the Twilight Zone. Like, I don't understand how you can all just be so, prime example is what you just mentioned. I don't know if I want to fertilize her eggs. Yeah, it's kind of like, but why not? Uh, Why not? 
with what I'm going through, I do believe had Sandoval fertilized those eggs and they were now embryos, they could possibly be in a custody battle for them. Really? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. Oh, my God. Do you really quit? And you would have to agree. If Aunt- Ariana said, I'm not using them, I'm giving, I'm selling them to someone who really is struggling to have a baby, Sandoval has to be okay with that. Yeah. I do believe that that would be grounds for to enter a custody battle. Thank God she didn't do it. Really quick, just before you move on from the beach day. Well, I want to go back to the beach day. Because I want to know. a lot of notes. Okay, good. Right but here. I just want to know what, because you mentioned not bringing the Don around drama and then Beach Day happens and there's drama. Was Did your relationship with him suffer because of that? No, and in the car, like, that day really, really fucked me up. Oh, why? There's a lot that you guys did that you guys didn't see with the Beach Day. And it started, you did see Schwartz coming for how I provide for my my baby. But you also didn't see that Sandoval starts attacking it as well. And I, and then Raquel starts talking about that she didn't get paid very much for the Bambi-eyed bitch palette. Uh, and I said to her, I paid you $1,000. You worked for two hours, maybe even less. That's 500 an hour. Show me one person who is making and and like scoffing at $500 an hour. You sound sick. And then I said, and you know, the last time I saw you, bitch, you like, who are you? Last time I saw you, you were sashaying down a runway at a fucking community college wearing a Miss Malibu sash. I ain't seen you on Fendi (laughs) billboards like you threw me a bone. Like, sure, I'll help you out. Tripping over the fucking surfboard. Fake surfing on stage. Fake (laughs) surfing and still falling, okay? And I said, if you were not happy with the deal that I presented to you, should have had your lawyer call mine. Could have worked it out. And she didn't say that line. She didn't say Bambi eyed bitch. It's not like you took her line and then made a palette. You said that line. And I asked you, would you want to be a part of it? You said, absolutely. I said, great. How does $1,000 sound? Perfect, she said. If that didn't sound good to you, keep in mind, we were like pretty fresh out of COVID. There were people struggling to get jobs. Yeah. Okay, and you're going to fucking sneeze at $1,000 for two hours of fucking work? And don't say, hey, don't say it. You said in the text, are you good with this? Yeah, great, great. Don't. And if you wanted to negotiate things, like I said, send it to Daryl. We'd be more than happy to negotiate. We do it every day. I was furious, and I did say, "You you roll up your 1998 Jetta in your sublet apartment, and it wasn't to throw daggers. I don't give a fuck what you drive, but don't step to me acting like you live some baller lifestyle and $1,000 for two hours was just so beneath you. Offensive. Right. Like, what are you talking about? So I left that day feeling just like disgusted. I remember. Like we were all, you know, I was disgusted that I came for Schwartz's business, knowing how hard it is to just try and get something off the ground. I felt like that day we had all hit an all-time low. You said it too. That day, something's in the water. Allie, that's the most kind of annoyed at James I've yeah. ever seen her, even though I died laughing at his, oh, Allie! <laughs> Allie! In his the eye. 151. Yeah. But yeah. So back to the dawn yes, very quickly. To, yeah. We left the beach. We apologized, Katie and I, because we all drove together <laughs> profusely to the boys. 
The Don was laughing. Okay, good. He loved it. Oh, good. He was, and he said about, he said, he goes, that little white boy is crazy. Which one? Schwartz. James. Oh, James. <laughs> he loved James. James was like, he was digging him. Yeah. He did. Because they also met at my birthday dinner after cameras shut down. And James, James gets along with everybody and he makes everyone feel welcome and he's very into music and he just, you could drop him anywhere and he's going to vibe with you on some level. Mm-hmm. So he was already digging James. Good, because I, I want to. drink in the face was just like, this motherfucker is good. crazy. Good. That's what you want. I didn't want him being like, hey, La, I can't. This is too much. No, he was totally fine with it. Satchel was totally fine with it. You guys didn't see Satchel say to Sandoval, you need to stop talking and let Katie talk. He did? Yeah. Why did he cut that out? Yeah. Don't cut that out. He got involved. And Katie was like, it's okay. It's okay. Like, I got this. Like, I don't want you involved. But he was like, let her talk. Please well, I be saw, quiet. I saw a little stank face on on the Don when Schwartz was, was tr- being like, if you ever throw that drink in my face again. I mean, he was a little, like, little stank face, like, as in, mm, what are you guys doing over here? Yeah, he the Don don't it. fuck around. No, let me just not. say that. Okay? <laughs> you don't you don't want this smoke. You <laughs> do <laughs> And also, you have notes, but please touch on, I loved the you and James moment. And James is like, back me up, back me up. No buts, no buts, back me up. And then I was, and then you did. And he was like, yeah, to, to Schwartz. And I, I loved, loved his it. facial expressions. And I loved when he was, Schwartz was saying to me, you're so corny. And she, not true. Not, not true. true. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like the good old days. Yes, a little bit. Because I felt like, not only was the joke bad, like I, and he felt, James, you could see it in his face, like, oh, sh- there's a butt here. I'm dipping out unless mm-hmm. you have my bag. And it was like, hold on, I need you to stay put because it's not just that. We're going to build on this. You said that. You need yes. to be fucking knocked out. Yeah. The way you move. And now we know that at that point in time, he knew that there was a one night stand. Yeah. At that fucking point in time. At that point in time, he knew. You need a fist in your face. And I don't even condone violence. She doesn't. But some people need some sense knocked into them. Not by me. Most certainly not. I don't want to catch a case. Yeah, that was a moment. Yeah, that it was. That was a huge moment. I loved I just loved it. I loved it. It was like you two and then it was like that energy and I just loved it. Well, the the interview of James where he was like, I booked a Majin Festival. Don't even, because I was getting goosebumps and I was like, am I going to sit here and cry for, cry for James right now? Can I tell you something? What? When I watched it the first time you where cried. we had to watch everything before reunion, yeah. I did cry. You did? Yeah. It was hard. Yeah. Fuck you, Schwartz, for making him cry. Fuck off. What do you think you're doing? It just made me so sad because James and I, the reason why we relate is we come off so like tough and zero to a hundred very yeah. quickly and unpredictable. But I think it's because there's not many people who kind of ride for us and try to lift us up. We're kind of lone wolves. You mm-hmm. know, we don't we don't have that. So we have to toot our own horn. We have to like really stand by ourselves mm-hmm. and feel confident. Or we're gonna be left like little sad puppies. Yeah. So to see that he went from throwing the drink and he was heated. To you get the actual vulnerable moment where he's like, my feelings are hurt. I've worked really hard to do what I'm doing. He doesn't get a lot of praise. And, and he it, should because he does work so hard and he's very fucking good. He's very good. And yeah. he just bought a home. He did? Yes. Is this the exclusive? Did I break it? Oh, exclusive. We can only hope. 
<laughs> Get me them downloads. <laughs> and no, that's something to be proud of, you know? Yeah. I'm not I'm not trying to like shit on my other cast members who have purchased homes, but let's really think about this. Jackson Britt, Tom and uh Ariana. Ariana, Tom and Katie. They all bought these beautiful homes that were very expensive, but two people paid for those homes. You got Sheena, who bought her first home on her own. Mm -hmm. Did not get a lot of credit for that, and she should have, so I'm giving it to her right now that that's fucking boss. Yes. James Kennedy just bought a home. Yeah. I just bought a home. And now all the people, besides Jackson Britt, who are thriving, Yeah, the people who bought the homes are now separating and those homes are being put up for sale. And who knows what moves they'll make. But as of right now, Tom and Katie, both apartment living. Katie's very happy with that. She's trying to figure out where she wants to be. I'm not saying that my cast members can't afford to go buy their own homes. What I'm saying is like, we got to give everybody the same amount of credit. Yeah. And I think that's, you're so right. James does a lot of things that I think bring the drama to you you guys and your group of friends that he doesn't when he he doesn't get the praise and the bravo james it's more like oh that man's crazy like he's so funny this is people do love him well maybe it's me personally i think he's so funny and i think this really showed me like oh and he also is a hard worker that's what i mean is everyone takes him as like he's very funny yes they don't ever take into account that he works his ass off yes and like really he deserves more credit than he gets he's not just the dude who you watch on Vanderpump Rules and you laugh your ass off oh he's out here opening up for Cascade he's out in these streets opening up for Cascade at Imagine Festival at Imagine Festival we're so proud of James So I have two game changers to share with you when it comes to upping your glam game. I am totally obsessed with Impress No Glue Mannies and Impress Press On False Eyelashes because I'm very into just easy right now and anyone can do it. You are going to love them just as much as I do. Both require zero glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes. There's also no annoying dry time. And the best part zero mess one step and you're done the lash style options are endless and there are so many on-trend nails to choose from impress no glue manis and press on falsies are the easiest and fastest way to upgrade your look in just minutes the press on falsies have a unique under lash application for a totally seamless look and are made with an exclusive self-stick technology that keeps them secure for up to 24 hours The Impress Mannies have a patented super hold adhesive for up to seven days secure hold. And that's perfect for all of you busy mamas out there who don't have a lot of time to spend on glam but want to look your best. I completely get it. Impress No Glue Mannies and Impress No Glue Press on Falsies are absolutely a beauty must. You need to try them right now. So get yours today at impressbeauty.com slash lala. And use code LALA at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. That's impressbeauty.com slash LALA and use code LALA at checkout for 25% off. Give Them LALA is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and at times we keep carrying them around rather than processing them and letting them go. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off of your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. 
Therapy from BetterHelp is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. It's for all of us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com GTL today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P slash GTL. Another moment that I think she's just going to be like, fuck, was Allie and Sheena at... Yes. Oh, my God. And Allie's saying, like, isn't it a little strange? Like, would you trust... Would you be okay with Brock out with Raquel at one in the morning? And she's like, I would trust Brock in the same bed as her. I know. I feel bad. But you know what? She rides hard for her fucking She friends. really does. So good for you, Sheena. And you got the shit end of the deal because the friend you rode hard for completely betrayed you. But that's what it shows. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to focus on like, she's probably, it's probably already painful enough to watch that. Of and course. Like you said. She's well, even I last week on Watch What Happens, moments that didn't age well, it's me saying to Raquel that she's not a mistress. Even at the beach day, I was like, there are women who are mistresses and homewreckers and all of that, and you're not one. We didn't know. We only had suspicions. We could only go off of you were dancing together at the Abbey. And even though like I was just getting a different vibe, I was like, yeah, I know, Sheena, that you dance with Sandoval at 1 a.m. at the Abbey, but my gut isn't thinking that y'all are hooking up. My gut is telling me that this is a little strange. But you just saying they were dancing at 1 a.m. at the Abbey, the Abbey is packed in West Hollywood next door to Sir. Like, surely that could come across as like, you're. I can't walk up to Ariana and be like, they're having an affair. They were seen at 1 a.m. in the morning. No. Katie couldn't walk up and say that. And like Sandoval said, which was very convincing, if I didn't know Sandoval had already happened in this moment, I'd be like, oh, you guys, come on, listen to Sandoval. Like he says, we know everyone at the Abbey. We're not, if I'm going to have a rendezvous, I'm not going to be doing it at the Abbey. But that's why it's so but sick. That, that's why it's so sick. And that's why he reminds me so much of my ex. Is you listen to them? And you believe every word that comes out of their mouth. It's weird. Because it's too obvious. They're like, well, they're not. No, nothing's going on. Look how open they are. Yeah, but there was, and I think I may have brought this up already, but there was a moment on my mom's birthday this year. So this was November. Mm -hmm. And I was with Janet and I said, you know, I, I really think something's going on between Raquel and Sandoval. She was like, it's so weird you say that because over Thanksgiving, we went over there and Ariana was really upset in the guest room talking about he's out there. Tom's out there with Raquel like he always is. And I don't know why we have to have people over all the time. And Janet was like, yeah, they're out there. Like she used the word frolicking in the pool. Janet or Ariana said frolicking. I don't know whose mouth it came out of, but Janet said frolicking in the pool. And I said it was just many situations that kept happening that were like that, that, like I've said a million times, were confirming what my gut was telling me. And I think that people like Sandoval, people like my ex, mm -hmm. they're very, very good at what they do. 
And they, they don't even know how to move another way. No, and they're convincing. Yeah, absolutely. That's the scariest part is in their mind, they're not lying. I know. And they're, that's they're terrifying. They're believing what they're saying. Do you think, because I would have said before tonight's episode or before the episode that we're discussing, I would have thought, yes, Sandoval is on that level of convincing himself I'm not lying and narcissism. But I would say Raquel wasn't. She isn't. She She's figu- she's figuring shit out and she's got a lot of stuff to work on, but not on the narcissism level. But then with this episode, I'm looking at Raquel and they're talking about, oh my God, they're gaslighting people. Mm. Sandoval's sitting there gaslighting people who are bringing up him and Raquel at the Abbey and she's kind of going along with it. She's doing the whole like, I'm thinking the scene at the restaurant where Sandoval's like, oh my God, Katie, talking about me and Raquel. And and Raquel's not, to me, I my heart would beating and I would get up. If I were Raquel, I'd be like, I can't fucking be here. Well, I think she's letting him run the show. Okay. Because yeah. I bet behind closed doors, he's telling her everything's fine. This is how we're going to do it. Just stick with the plan. There was a plan in place. Yeah. There, there had to have been. Don't you think? Like we're just going to act normal out in public? Yes, I think there was a plan and I think they got too comfortable. I think they got way too comfortable in thinking her going to his show, them dancing at the Abbey, I think they thought they were untouchable. Just like your ex. Mm. And then your ex gallivanting in Nashville. Like people aren't going to fucking take a picture right. for Lala. Right. Not because I care about you, but for, I just think they get I too comfortable. I still want to meet that person. Yeah. Who took the photos. The person who took the photo, if you'd like to DM the but podcast. But I need proof. I need yeah, proof we need that to it know. came from your phone. Timestamp, all of I it. Because I would love to meet you and thank you and sob to you for literally saving my life. Yeah, just <laughs> DM the podcast with like photo. Like something as the first two words so I know when I look, because we do get a ton of DMs, that it's that's what it is. Yeah, and then I'm going to meet you and give you a big old Lala hug. Yay. Speaking of Lala... Let's speak of her. After, after I go in on Schwartz. So good. Okay. I went off on him. Yes. You're broke. You're a fucking loser. You can't open a goddamn bar. Let me know when I can walk in and order something. I saw red. Yeah. And what I'm sure people who have kids may or may not feel this way. The second you start saying things that are directly, you're directly coming for how I provide. And it may not seem like a big deal to you because you don't know the ins and outs, but I am at war, okay? At this point in time, I'm at war. And every single thing that I sell, every single thing that offers me a paycheck, my work, that is going into a fund that is protecting the well-being and future of ocean. So for you to say that give them Lala is corny, this, that, and the other, I am going to fucking slice you mm-hmm. and eat you for breakfast. Yeah. I was furious. I don't think I've ever been that level of furious with anybody in my life. Well, I could tell you were furious. When were you triggered? Do you remember? It was when... He says the brand was corny and then he walks away. And, you know, he said, I'm a thousand times the human that you will ever be. 
fine. I, I don't need I don't need to go toes with you on who's the better human. Like I'm very comfortable with who I am and the way I live my life. I look at you and I don't necessarily want anything that you have. And my program teaches me surround yourself with people who have what you want. He doesn't have anything that I want. And I don't have anything that he wants. All good. Let's leave it there. Now you're directly affecting my bank account, which is not just mine now. This is like when my kid wants, it's time for her to go to school, when I get another legal bill. So, so when he brought up your brand, it was like, okay. Because you, you walked away and then came back, right? He walked away he and walked I said, away. hold on one. Like, I'm not finished. You better come back here. Let's fucking talk about this. And you see him immediately retreat again, eating, saying you're a great mom. It's like, fuck you again. This isn't about being a great mom. Yeah. I know I'm doing an okay job here. This is about providing for my child, okay? And every single moment that goes by, it is all directly related to Ocean. I'm in a delicate situation. I could be sitting there with a group of friends at a bar and you could say, I love beer. And I would sit there and go, oh my gosh, the other day someone drank a beer while I was with Ocean. There's just something inside of me that anytime someone says anything... I find a way to directly relate it to my daughter. And it's not on purpose. It's just, I don't know if I'm in fight mode. I don't know if I'm in uncharted territory where this is not normal. But I just felt this sense of like complete and utter rage. But it's the truth. You, I, I don't think it's not like he said something and you you connected it to Ocean and us as the viewers were like, well, that's a weird connection. No, that's the truth. Yeah. That was the truth. Everything you said about your brands and providing and the fund for her future, that's all true. So, of course, that was triggered. And you know, of course, that was the response because that's the truth. Right. So, I yeah. go the fuck off. Yeah. San- or Schwartz already has an issue with me because of the text I sent him a while ago. People have a really hard time with my mouth and the things that I say. To me, they're not that bad. All I said was, you're cut. And I said, you you couldn't even pick your own wife's team. How how the fuck could I expect you to pick mine? Like, it didn't seem that deep. But, yeah. and I didn't take a dig. He said, I took you took a dig at my marriage. I didn't take a dig at your marriage ever. I took a dig at you in the marriage. The marriage was beautiful. Yes. It could have been something great. You weren't that great in it. All right, let's just call it what it is. Yeah. Anyway, perspective again. Well, people have problems with honesty. You want to trigger someone, be honest. Say something too honest. You're not going to get triggered over something that's not honest. That's that, very true. That's not reflecting of you. That's what's going to trigger you is that that's exactly so. That's why you couldn't let go. Enter Sandoval. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't know who she is. Whatever. Well, it's not a real name. There's oh. a start with a therapist. As he's fucking a Rachel turned Raquel. The level of just insanity and unawareness disconnection projection all of it's like what the fuck are i don't know who i am as you have a live-in or a live-in girlfriend who you're thinking about fertilizing her eggs and you're fucking her best friend who again is a rachel not a raquel changed her name when she was a little tiny tot because she saw a prima ballerina named raquel and she wanted to be a raquel okay but me Little Lauren, who just like was walking around and just suddenly got the name Lala, not even by choice. (laughs) (laughs) This is what I mean. This episode takes them to another level. It's like laughing, yet I'm scared. Like I'm laughing, but with a very concerned look on my face. Like, what's going on here? 
And it only gets worse until the end, as we know. I'm going to let you in on a little tiny secret. I am not a cook. Okay, so that's not really a secret, but I do have a secret weapon when it comes to the kitchen. Factor. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals are always fresh, never frozen. They get delivered right to your door, and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. I've also become a big fan of their add-ons, snacks, and smoothies. Ocean loves the pancakes. I pretty much get those and the mango smoothies in every single Factor delivery. But Factor has you covered no matter how and what you're eating. Keto, calorie smart, protein plus, or vegan and veggie. The weekly menu has 35 options, including gourmet meals like filet mignon and shrimp. There's no prepping, cooking, or even cleaning up. Just heat it up and then eat right out of the Factor packaging. So easy. You can customize your weekly meals to get as much or as little as you need, and you can also pause and reschedule deliveries. So head to factormeals.com slash lala50 and use code lala50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next box. That's code lala50 at factormeals.com slash lala50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing Jess and Easton with samples. I use Claritin and I absolutely love it. You guys know I was in Las Vegas for that music festival and it was so windy there that my allergies were the worst. My eyes were so itchy. They were so watery. My head hurt so bad. I had a total sinus headache, but I had Claritin D with me. So I took it and I think it only took like 30 minutes before I started to feel better, which was amazing. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itching and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has been an absolute game changer for me. I've actually been using it for a few weeks now. I take it before I go hiking. And obviously when I went to that music festival, which was all outside, no more itchy, watery eyes and no more sinus pressure headaches, which if you've experienced those before, you guys know they are the worst. So that was huge for me. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. You saw the preview last week for tonight's episode. I mean, I need you to clarify because the... The talk on Twitter, the talk on socials is, all right, let's be real. The producers knew. It's too... They didn't. Can I tell you why I know they did not know? Mm -hmm. In every single interview, because we don't start really doing interviews until the very end of the season, and then we only do interviews, Mm -hmm. right? Because the season's filmed, and like they're all done pretty much after. The season wrapped in what? September 17th. Yep. Okay. I would sit in the interview chair and our producer would say, Lala, like there has to be something that you've seen. 
I don't think they're hooking up. I think they're just a tight friend group. Like, what have you seen? And of course, they're obviously very interested in, and this is all off camera. This is just between producer and me. Yeah. They're not filming this. He like really wanted to know what I'd seen. Obviously, throughout the season, I start becoming more comfortable. Okay, I'm not the only one talking about this. Katie's like, I don't think we're the only ones talking about this. Sounds like Allie's a little suspicious as well. Yeah. It was kind of the three of us that I'm seeing. Yes. Being like, we're slowly putting it together. I think I'm the first one that's like, here's the deal. This is happening. Mm -hmm. But I said to our producer, producer Jerry, something is going on. He's like, I don't see it. But it makes good TV. Me talking about this. They're like, roll the camera. She's talking about it right now. But Yes, and you look wounded kind of saying that. That's also why it makes good TV. It's like, Lala, don't bring, you know, your past into this. Nothing's going on. No, everyone, you're bitter. Even at the reunion, you're going to see. You're bitter. You need to let it. You're angry. No, I'm not bitter and angry. This is called I'm aware now. I know that not everyone is good. In fact, most people are not good. Mm-hmm. People are people, right? You cannot control what they do. Shit happens. I'm not willing to take that chance. I don't like sitting there going, you can come into my life and I'm going to trust you enough not to fuck up. Nope. You immediately become a liability and I don't want you around me. Yeah. That's just the way it is. No, it is crazy. Believe me, if I wasn't around when you got the call and confirming everything, I would be like, you were right hold there on. In I this was fucking office. Right there when she got the call, and it was explosive in an emotional way when it was confirmed about Scandaval. And in not just on Lala's end, I'm talking like production's end too. It was not expected. And if I wasn't sitting right here when Lala got the confirmation call about it, I would have been like, Come on. I would have been with all these people saying like someone knew, someone knew. I would have because I would have been like, Lala, come on, just tell me. Just tell me because it, it looks like production knew. The titles, the scenes that haven't been edited, like all of it. No, it was just the yeah. most high level foreshadowing you've ever experienced in your life because of the things that were happening. It was like you kissed Schwartzy and that was like a big deal, but the audience would have been torn. You've been calling me a mistress. It, it all adds up to the season had this never happened. Yeah. Wild. No, it is wild. And I remember that day saying they're picking cameras back up. Oh, my God. That was Katie wild. Katie texted me. Do you know what's going on? They're saying I can't, I can't go do Watch What Happens Live that everyone has to stay in town for the next week and a half. They're yeah. picking cameras back up. I was like, we got season 11 already? <laughs> <laughs> you were. You were. And then, the, and then I was yeah. like, something is wrong. Something happened. I immediately felt it. I said, I got to call Sheena. Something happened. She was with Raquel that night for Watch What Happens. I called her. She didn't even tell you either, but she coded it. Well, first I texted Jeremiah, our producer, and I said, I know that you don't want, you want cameras up before we find out. But again, you guys, this is real life. These are our real friend groups. Like we don't say like, oh, we only talk when cameras are up. Yeah. No, like. You better get a camera to my office right now because I'm going to see real. what the fuck is going on. Yes. You're not just going to wait around. You have to. It, it's friends. This They're is, your friends. We're friends. These this are is my life. people. Yeah. So I texted him first just to make sure, you know, that everyone was safe and okay. I didn't know was someone diagnosed with a terminal illness. Like we've never picked cameras back up for any fucking reason. You were thinking the worst. Did so- Yeah. The sickness. Like what's going on? Yes. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. 
he said, everyone, everyone is healthy. Yes. And so then I called Sheena and I said, what's going on? She said, I can't talk right now. And I said, just tell me, is it what I've been suspecting? And she said, yes, I have to go. She hangs up, calls me back because she was doing whatever she was doing. And I just broke down. Yes, that's what I was going to say. She said, Lala starts bawling. And that's how you know. Why did you start crying in that moment? Well, I started crying because I immediately felt for Ariana. You know, that gut punch. But there was so much, like, there was a lot of, I don't want to say hate, but there was a lot of tension between Katie and Sheena. And I had become good with both of them. And, you know, it was an uncomfortable position because... It was it, there. There were a lot of feelings that were very extreme feelings between the two of them, and we were in Palm Springs a few weeks before, and we were talking about Katie and Raquel, and Sheena said, "Well, at least my best friend," because I was telling her her friend's stupid, Raquel. Yeah, and she goes, "Well, at least my friend, my best friend's not a bitch, and she's nice." And I said, "Yeah, we're gonna see about that. We're gonna see about that." And so I said to her on the phone, I said, you know, you may not like the words that come out of Katie's mouth because Sheena was really hurt by Katie in one of the episodes saying her world, her world is going to fall apart and I'm going to smile or I'm going to laugh. Like Sheena really, her OCD kicked in and was like, that's my biggest fear, which I get. But to me, again, sticks and stones. I said, you may not like what come, comes out of Katie's mouth, but Katie would never fucking do this to a friend. She would never do this to a person. And that just all all hell broke loose. Yeah. It was insane. Let's end this on a very, very high note. <laughs> let's, let's please. Because the episode ended on Sandoval smiling. Can we just talk about that moment? I want to know what you think. Smiling and being asked by producer Jerry, have you and Raquel ever been physical? And him looking at the camera with that fucking smile and being like, oh. Whatever that he said. It would be like me hooking up with Katie. It was like the longest pause I've ever seen them just sit on someone's face. And I was like, oh, my God. He was way too fumbly. And then him saying, Katie needs to take accountability and you should be with someone for who they are, not you, who you want them to be. That Ugh. is, he said something like that is what's up. He goes, that is what's up. And Katie, wow, it's so profound, <laughs> Sandoval. You should be like a philosopher. Like, shut the... It's scary. And it's only getting scarier. Yeah, I don't know if my emotions leaving. can handle The high that note is, yes, high back note. to James Kennedy, I watched that scene of the 151 in the eye 115 times. 151 times. <laughs> ah! Oh, Allie! <laughs> You know what I thought from the preview? I thought he had touched a jalapeno. And then rubbed his eye. And rubbed his eye and was screaming for Allie to help him. No. And so I was rewinding and I was like, how did the straw get into the eye? How did or it? Did, how did it flip? Did she do it? Yes. Oh. He's holding it and he says, I dare you, Christina. And he puts the straw and Allie's in between James and Christina. I dare you to drink the middle. Allie clearly is annoyed with him and like goes to move it. And it <laughs> flips into it. Flips into his eye. <laughs> I could not stop. That was the funniest scene. And why she... was it so funny? And now when he was screaming, Allie, it was like, oh, Allie, you probably should have gone. You probably <laughs> did it. 
I thought he was just screaming her name as in like, Hallie! Hallie! Oh! Oh! No, that's how he did it. He is so fucking funny. And, and she handles like, watching, well, it. She was what? like, 151. And I, she goes, I've heard of that. And I go, you have? And she was like, yeah, that guy sings about it. 151 rum, Malibu. Who? <laughs> it's my tech nine jewels. 151 rum, <laughs> pineapple juice in Malibu, caribou, get them all numb. Make baby girl come. Your and mom knew that? Yeah, she was like, I've heard this song. I'm like, what? When have you been listening to tech nine? Tech Nine Hood Go Crazy used to be my fucking jam. Tech Nine's legit as it gets. Ah, uh, James, that was good. And you know what? I think James and Allie, I think no matter what I've said on the past podcast, they they Are balance each other. Am I yelling? I'm so excited, you guys. I'm I think screaming. You, it was like you were screaming to them in the background. It oh, was like oh. they were here <laughs> in the other room. And James and Allie, James I don't and care. Allie, if you can hear me right now. Guys, this office probably hates me so much. I need to make it clear it's me and not you. Well, you know. No, it is not you. That was the first time you've ever done that ever, (laughs) ever. You know, Katie's stylist is across the hall. And I went over and met her. And I was like, I'm sure you hear me yelling all the time. And she was like, yeah. (laughs) And it's not yelling like mean. I just like kind of when I get like abrupt, I'm like, you motherfucker. But it's not even about you. No, it's like, no, you're passionate about it. And then you get energy that's how i get it's okay. like ocean when she gets excited that's how i feel yeah with a, totally but anyway no matter what i've said i think they balance each other out well the fact that he was like Allie! and she was laughing ha, ha, ha. and then he came back out and he's like and i heard you laughing or however he said it. nobody wants to watch you make a fool of yourself yeah. no one's enjoying it sit down shut up <laughs> yes with her burger with- didn't she sit down shut up burger in hand <laughs> She is such a vibe. She's really a vibe. And every episode I see, I'm like, okay, okay. I just like the way, I like the way that she talks. Yeah. When she said in her interview, like, get over it. Or don't get over it, but don't have a new girlfriend. She just makes all the sense. You guys have similar tendencies. We do? What a compliment. Yeah, James must be attracted to that in women. I don't know, because look at Raquel. I know. I don't know. He's brought some pretty buffoonery looking bitches around. (laughs) You know? (laughs) And by the way, my mom never thinks anyone's pretty. Like, she doesn't. I don't get it. I'll point out a supermodel, and she's like, meh. Mm -hmm. Every time Allie pops up on screen, she's like, she is so beautiful. She is. Her smile. Look at that smile. The healthy hair. Fuck her for that (laughs) hair. I was like, what are you using in that hair? Tell us your secrets. What do you got a neutrophil like uh, arsenal? Yeah. How do you get that hair? She must. Um, I want you to have her on this podcast because I think she it, that would be very good. Let's get her on. I would yeah. love that. Anyway, you guys, this I'm like so out of it. <laughs> um, I hope that you enjoyed this episode of Give Them Lala podcast. I'm kind of bummed because we're recording it so early and I will be the reason we're recording early is because I am headed to the White House Correspondence Dinner. I hope you guys have an incredible rest of the week. Enjoy tonight's episode and I'll catch you later. 
Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was the three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.